For ladies from across the world We have come just to give a word Come one, come two, come all Ride with us and we won't let you fall Loving God is what we've come to do Head of fighting queens, oh that's the This is your girl, Divine, and you are listening to Edifying Queens, where we share a vision to effectively interpret the truth in the Word of God in a relatable way that is not only relevant to today's culture, but unquestionably crucial to surviving as a follower of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time listening, I am one of four lovely voices you will hear, and each week, you will have the pleasure of experiencing different views as this is a multi-managed show. So sit back, relax, and take in the rich word of God. I hope you enjoy. Good evening, everyone. Um, Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Edifying Queens. I am your host, Divine, and I'm grateful that you decided to listen in today. Today's episode, um, we're going to be dealing with judgment. Um, we're going to have some encouragement, and we're going to talk about meeting people where they are. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you so much, first of all, for this time that you have appointed for us to commune together via podcast. So I pray God right now in the name of Jesus that the listener on the other end be encouraged in all things through you, Christ Jesus, remembering that they can do all things no matter the circumstances, no matter the people they face. And we just thank you, Lord, for your word and we thank you for this time in Jesus name we pray amen so to be completely honest and transparent I thought this episode was going to go another direction and I kind of panicked because I didn't have anything written I was like, well, this is where the direction I thought I was going, but I'm learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. So I feel that truly, um, no, I don't feel that. I know that truly when God spoke that word to me, that is when I should have released it. Um, here today, it is something different and I want to talk to you all just a little bit about me, um, what I've been learning, and really, it's really a continuous learning experience, being in leadership positions and being charged with um, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone that you meet, and a lot of those times... 
people will consider themselves um, either inferior to you or superior to you because of wherever you are in life. And that happens with anybody with anything. Um, As human beings, when we meet somebody, you can call it an impression. You can call it whatever you want to call like first impressions, this, that, and the third. Everybody judges. Everybody judges. And as believers, it is our responsibility to show ourselves friendly. But it's also our responsibility to judge righteously. And the only way that we can do that is by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the only way that we'll be able to discern a person's true intentions. If that is what God wants us to do. I can't tell you the countless times where I only saw the good in people. And uh, just the situation, honestly, that just happened to me. I uh, worked in this squadron for two years. And I worked with these people that I thought liked me. Like I was doing all these things for them, with them sometimes. And only recently, and I mean recently as in last month, did I come to the revelation that they never liked me. And it took me putting things together like, you know what? They didn't show up for this. They didn't come through on this. And like they would say one thing to my face and then it would be another story. Like their actions were speaking louder than their words, but I was choosing to believe otherwise because I loved them. Like I genuinely love them. So like that was a hard pill to swallow. And the Holy Spirit taught me um, two things. Uh, I learned two things in that experience. One was because certain things had happened. I'm like, oh, for sure they like me. But people don't have to like you to give you what God says is yours. And I didn't have that revelation before. So I'm thinking, oh, I got this because blah, 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 blah. No, God says it's mine because I'm honoring him with my life. Therefore, there is not a devil in hell. When Jesus says, when Jesus says yes, nobody, you get, not a devil in hell can stop that. Whatever God has for you is for you. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. That, that's Bible. So it doesn't matter who is saying no, if God has already said yes. So I learned that, you know, I got those things, not because they liked me, but because God said so. Amen. And I was encouraged in that, but also sad because I'm like, dang, I thought they liked me. And two, I learned that I need to learn how to meet people where they are. And this is a continuing um, learning curve. Like it's a continual thing. Like sometimes people will give you things um, that you don't want. And sometimes people can't give you what you do want. And you have to meet them there and love them right there. And for me personally, that has been a challenge because I am an executor. I'm an overachiever. I like things to be done. I like things to be done correctly. Especially if we know better, why are we not doing better? Like I have questions. Like I, I want to get to the, to the bottom of this. If this is how it's supposed to be done, why are we not doing it like this? If you have a problem, why are you not talking to that person about it? Like 
it for me it's that simple but recognizing that it's not always that simple for other people has been a character flaw of mine that I am working through so glory to God we're going to be in um we're going to be in first Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 11 and then we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 so we're going to start with first first Corinthians and really really just speaking on judgment it's going to be this one first Corinthians is just speaking on judgment Let's go over here to chapter six. Amen. And it reads, we're going to be chapter six, verse nine. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revelers nor extortioners nor will inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you but you were washed but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God that's a slice of humble pie for me right here Paul is saying basically these people that committed these sins these people that continue to do these sins with no regard for God they will not inherit the kingdom of God we know that right but then he also says in verse 11 and such were some of you And such were some of you, the very people who are deciding to pass judgment. You were fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revelers, extortioners. You were the same. (laughs) Essentially, but God, but you were justified. You were sanctified. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the spirit of God. Which means that if those people listed having those problems choose, therefore, to accept Christ today, if that is you and you choose today today to choose Jesus to be Lord of your life, you too are able to inherit the kingdom of God. We have all. We have all, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. There is nothing that we could ever do to earn what he did for us. There is nothing we could ever do to earn it. Um, I had a friend and I'll, I'll list the scripture at the bottom, but she was talking about how our deeds are as filthy rags And she did the study on it. She was mentioning the study about it. What the filthy rags, what they were talking about was 
in its proper connotation, filthy rags were like period rags that people were would um you know, women would use the period rags. And that's what it was to God. Like that's that's how worthless <laughs> worthless the things that we what whatever we would try to conjure up to to try and deserve what God has done for us. The Bible says nobody does good. Nobody. We are all evil in our own right. But God. Verse 11 is a but God. And such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of Listen, you're not justified without him. You're not justified without him. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. We are nothing. We are nothing without him. Absolutely nothing. Now let's flip on over to Hebrews. Verse 12. Chapter 12, excuse me. Verse 1 through 3, we're going to read. Therefore, we also, um, the pretext to this, you know, Hebrews 11, faith, it, it basically gives you a whole dissertation about what faith is. Faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for it is by the elder, for it is for by it the elders obtained a good testimony by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible like and then it lists by faith abel offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through it being dead still speaks by faith enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he comes to God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I could go on and on. It's, you know what? You know, I'm not going to do it. I'll read this last one. Verse seven. By faith, Noah being, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place where he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He went by faith. By faith, he dwelt in the land of, pro of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He waited for the city which, was, has, which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Woo, 
I could go on and on, but it was talking about by faith. So we'd have read about Noah, Abraham, Enoch, Abel. That's just to name a few. Go back and read it. Go back and read it. Make you some devotional time. Go back and read it. So now we get on over here to chapter 12, verse one. So therefore, we also, and there's a comma, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So pretty much all the veterans, and I posted about this on the EQ page, all the veterans before us, pretty much we we have a good example. So like, since we got this example, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us we gotta run okay we gotta run okay we've already determined who will not be making it into the kingdom but we're not those people anymore amen even if you were that person yesterday even if you were that person a few hours to go you have an opportunity right now in the name of Jesus to say, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Romans chapter 10 will give you the instructions. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And if you want, or if you're looking to pray with somebody, we got you. We got you. So verse two, looking in, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That despising the shame part in translation, it means he didn't care about the shame. He didn't care about the shame because he had his eyes on the prize. He didn't care about the shame. Amen. And now he's sitting at the right hand of God. Verse three. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. So you got to think about him. Think about all the boo-boo that he went through. You have to think about that stuff. Remember that. Don't forget that. And remember that he persevered. So that you can get some pep in your step. That's what it says. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Because if you forget the price that was paid for your life, if you don't understand in all thy getting, get an understanding. If you do not understand the price that was paid for your life, that's open season for the enemy to make you feel like that you'll always be a sodomite, a homosexual, an extortioner. A fornicator, an adulterer, all those things we they listed in First Corinthians. It, it it it'll make you feel like there's no hope. But I'm here today to tell you that no matter what comes your way, you need to look to Jesus. Look to the hills from which cometh your help. When your father and mother forsake you, Jesus will take care of you. That's Psalms 27. He will take care of you. The Lord will take care of you. So right now in the name of Jesus. In honor of meeting people where they are. Meeting you where you're at. Because we all need some help. 
And you know, another thing about meeting people where they are, because we all fall, this is, this is for, the Bible is for everybody. Some people put their pastors and their ministerial staff on pedestals and don't allow them to be human. They are human beings too. Christ died for them also. They have struggles also. Such were some of them also. So just because somebody is in a leadership position does not mean that they don't have difficulties. They are held accountable for your souls. Yes. They are held to they are held to a higher standard. Yes, absolutely. They are leaders. Yes, they are supposed to set the example. They are to set the example. Yes. And not negating all of that. They are still human beings. So in those areas that they are weak in, the Bible says that the strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak. I gotta find it. I don't like to quote it. I know it's in there. I know it's in there. And that goes for the pastor and the deacons and the elders and everybody, the ministers as well. If, if, if your leader is having trouble in an area, and it'll probably be something minor, but we notice everything about people that are leading us, we notice everything that they're doing wrong. We can always pinpoint the stuff, oh, uh-uh. Minister such and such, got an attitude problem. Elder such and such, pastor such and such, got an attitude problem. He, she think they all that, this, that, and the third. He, she won't say this, won't do that, this, that, and the third, right? But we can't get discouraged in that. We need to push forward past that. The Bible says, go to your brother or sister. If they got an issue, go to them. If it's an issue and it's bothering you, go to them and say something in love. We need to work this thing out. The Bible says to go to them first, then take a friend, then bring it before the church. Like it wants you to go through three steps before you just assume that they just mean the worst for you and all of your delusion. We got to grow up, saints. We got to grow up out here growing up. We have got to grow up. The enemy is counting on you not to communicate. He's counting on you not to go through step one, step two, step three, and getting the story straight. Because he knows if you get the story straight, there will be unity. He knows if you get the story straight, there will be liberty, freedom, forgiveness. Everything that Jesus represents, everything he died on the cross for. He is counting on us to follow the ways of the world. Will not cancel culture, cancel anybody? Will they not? They will cancel anybody. They out here, it's it's a culture of cancellation. They boycott, they boycott any anything for any anybody for any reason they feel is high enough. Oh, with their with their that aligns with whatever their morals are or aren't. They will cancel you. But aren't you glad that Jesus never canceled you? Aren't you glad that Jesus never canceled you? Aren't you glad that there's only love in the heart of God? Aren't you glad that he didn't say, you know what? 
Because let me tell you right now, it couldn't have been me. Lord have mercy. I think about it all the time. Like, Lord, what? Adam and Eve had all this stuff to do and they couldn't follow one rule. They had one job. You know, they had one job. They had one rule and they couldn't follow one rule. Seriously. And God loved Adam and Eve enough to kick them out. And you can't be up in here doing crazy stuff, but I love you. I love you. So I'm going to put some clothes on you. I'm going to kick you out of here because you can't handle this responsibility. I'm going to give you some other responsibility because now you're you doing too much. Ain't you glad that God is not adhering to cancel culture? Glory to God. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm happy about that. I'm happy that God didn't cancel me. Because let me tell you, your girl was out here deserving to be canceled. I don't know about you, but I can only speak for divine. And she was doing her own thing. Okay. Even just last week, heart was hard about some nonsense. And as soon as I let my guard down and I talked to Jesus, you know what? Scratch that. Let me not even put that out there. I didn't even talk, y'all. I didn't even, I didn't say nothing. But I got into a position of worship. How do you do that without saying nothing? I was listening to Heart of God by oh, I think his name is Zach Zach Williams. And it's been ministering to me. And causing forgiveness, causing reflection, putting me in a position of worship, putting me in a position of humility. And I didn't say two words. I didn't say two words. But I know Jesus heard me. I know we were having, I was communing with my Savior. I felt him. And he loved me right on through that. And he could do the same for you. If you let him, let him be Lord of your life. Submitting to him is not dangerous. It's the safest place to be. I encourage you right now in the name of Jesus to cast all all those things that people are judging you for or you're judging people for. Put that stuff away. Let your faith work for you. Strengthen your faith. Read your Bible. Read Hebrews chapter 11. And I mean, take it three verses at a time. Dissected. Study. Amen? That's all I have for y'all. I am so grateful that God has allowed the Edifying Queens podcast to continue for three years. We're working on three years, y'all, in February. And I am so humbled by the women that God has orchestrated to participate in this outlet. Let me testify on them real quick. I want to brag on these these ladies real quick. Jay Nice, Purified, and last but not least, right? Those are my sisters like my sister friends and they were appointed to me for this time in my life 
God will appoint people to you. But let me talk about this. You need to look and you need to, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you need to pay attention to the people that are around you. You need to, you need to match them with the book of, with the Bible. You need to match them up with the word of God. I, um, I am often the corrector of anything in our, anything that's, I see that sideways with the podcast. If anything is, you know, at a place, I always let them know like, Hey, you guys don't forget to do this, this, that, and the third, make sure we're doing this. And like, I am so blessed that these women, they want to get it right for Jesus every single time. Nobody's caught up in ego. Nobody's caught up in, oh, well, she said, I am blessed. And let me tell you, it is by no design of my own. It is only by the hand of God that is on my life. The favor of God. That favor is available to you, friend. That favor, his unfailing love is available to you. There is nothing that you could do that would make God love you any less. Or any more for that matter. Because he maxes it out. He maxes out that area. He loves you more than your mom. He loves you more than your grandma. He loves you more than your grandpa. He loves you more than your dad. He loves you more than your sister or brother. Your cousins. Your close aunties and uncles. He loves you more than that. He loves you more than your children. He loves your children more than you love your children. He loves you so much. So right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray that every listener on this line, Lord, that they understand that you are God, our loving, caring, sharing, heavenly Father. And Lord, let them today since we are, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, not caring about it, and has sat down at the right hand of God, at the right hand of the throne of God, and who is even now making intercession for us. God, we thank you right now. We thank you. In Jesus' holy and precious name I pray. Amen. If you are listening right now and something said has moved you to want to know Jesus in a personal way and you would like to start your relationship with him right now, repeat this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that you God have raised him from the dead I thank you father that I am now saved according to your holy word in Romans 10 9 Romans 10 9 
And the New Kings James Version says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 reassures us by saying, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us and share your testimony, comments, or thoughts about the show. Or if you need a little advice or prayer, email us at eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. That's eqlovesjesus, all one word, at gmail.com. Please join us here next week to hear how God is moving in the life of another one of your edifying sisters in Christ. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to communing with you here next week. I am your host, Divine, and have a wonderful morning, evening, or night. Be blessed. For ladies from across the world, we have come just to give a word. Come one, come two, come all Ride with us and we won't let you fall Loving God is what we've come to do Head of fine queens, oh that's the key